Blog Talk Radio. Trundlebed Tales Travel Times. This is one of the special episodes of Trundlebed Tales where we look at things that you might do either for a trip or a vacation or something that you might want to get into as a hobby, whether it's the great bike ride across Iowa or Civil War reenacting or a trip to the state fair. We've got all the information right here. Today's episode of Travel Times is going to be about Springfield, Illinois, but before we get going with that, I think we have to just do a little bit of house cleaning. And to let you know that uh, you can... Be a part of our show by calling in at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll free, 1-877-633-9389. That's toll free, 1-877-633-9389. You can normally chat while we stream live episodes, but uh, there's a problem with the chat room, so I wasn't able to open it today, but uh, I do have Facebook open, so if you want to message me on there, you can. Otherwise, uh, watch for the chat room next time, and remember, you can stream older episodes by coming to the my website, my blog, directly on the Blog Talk Radio uh, website. Or you can download for free the episodes as MP3 files at iTunes. Be sure to check all around the web on your favorite social media platform for Trundlebed Tales. And I think that is a bit, or is about all for the, uh, the housekeeping, except I could mention that we should be coming on a roving report. Uh, next week about what's going on in DeSmet, South Dakota for their special event. And so you may want to be watching for that. And with that, that's it for housekeeping. And that gets us to talking about our main subject for today, which is Springfield, Illinois. Now, for some reason, it seems like every, you know, two to four years, I get back to Springfield, and I have been doing that probably, I was seven or eight on my first trip, and it isn't like we say in my family, oh, we've got to get back to Springfield. It just sort of happens. Um, the first time I went on a 4-H bus tour, we uh, have done, you know, the family trip when we were kids. I've had a conference there. I've had a conference near there. And it just seems, oh, and this last time we took the, I took my niece and nephew uh, with their grandmother. So it just seems like 
we get to Springfield on a pretty regular basis. So for those of you who don't, I thought that this might be a helpful episode to have. Now, the first thing to know about Springfield is that it's a little different. You know, some states have capitals that are the capital of both the business side of the um, economy and then uh, the and then the capital of the government that would be something like um, uh, well like Iowa where we have Des Moines and uh, Des Moines as both the state capital and as the business capital but in a lot of states around uh, for instance Minnesota uh, which would be pretty close to each other, but the state capital is in uh, St. Paul and the business capital is in Minneapolis. And down in Missouri, the business capital would be St. Louis. The um, government capital is Jefferson City. So this is one of those states that has that clear break. So Chicago is clearly the business capital, but the government is out of Springfield, which means that Springfield is uh, not as big a city. It isn't as confusing a city. And it's really kind of a pleasant place to visit. But you will find that there is an awful lot to do, even for a town of this size, because not only is this the headquarters of Land of Lincoln, with I don't know how many different things that you can go and see from his house to his grave with his family's pew and church inclusive. There's just all sorts of things for Lincoln in Springfield. But on top of that, you've got the government things. Because it is a government capital, there is the current capital building. There's the old capital building. There are things set up for government workers, which means there's a lot of stuff going on downtown still. So there's a very active downtown, all that kind of thing. It is also one of the places uh, that one of the early stops on on Route 66. So there is all kinds of stuff for Route 66 to see in Springfield. And then there's also a major Frank Lloyd Wright house that uh, people talk about a lot. So you've got all sorts of things going on in Springfield. And to look at um, the obvious thing first, let's just talk about Abraham Lincoln. Uh, After Abraham Lincoln grew up, his first uh, sort of step in establishing himself was in a small town named New Salem. And that is where he failed a couple times at a general store. He studied law, and he first got entered into politics. But this was a, a small kind of market town, and as things developed and the frontier moved on, uh, it lost uh, most of its population, and it basically was abandoned uh, by everyone and was had sort of turned in again to an open field. In the 1930s, one of the projects, and I think um, one of the government projects was to recreate this town of New Salem so people could come and see where where Lincoln lived. 
Uh, this is actually a decent amount of, I, I hate to give a number because I didn't look it up, but I'm going to say something like 15, 20 miles south of Springfield. Uh, but that's one of the big things to say. It's a living history site. It's got a nice Lincoln collection that's on display. Uh, it's You can see them do historic cooking. They've got a historic mill. Um, they have a blab school. It's uh, not open all year. So watch for that if you're doing your, your planning. There are limited hours. But I think it's definitely worth a trip. After he left New Salem, he moved to Springfield, Illinois, and had a law practice. He actually had two different partners, and there are two different law offices that have been uh, restored uh, in Springfield that you can go see. His house uh, has been preserved by the National Park Service. There is no cost to uh, tour the house because when Robert Lincoln basically gifted state of Illinois with the prospect of it being, you know, a place where people could come, one of his requirements was that people not be charged for entering the house. So they have held to that, even though ownership is transferred again to the National Park Service. So there's no fee. I will warn you, though, that there is a uh, fee for parking. And frankly, I find their parking lots confusing. Uh, they're the one that looks like where the signs are telling you to turn are actually for buses only. And the one for cars is on the other side of the building. I don't think it's as obvious a driveway and there is one of those machines there that you a lot of times will see in parkades where you have to put in your uh, number on your uh, space that you have and then put in your money. So that's a thing to be aware of that you have to look for. There also would be on the street traffic or parking, but most of that um, within a reasonable walk, I would say, would also be metered. So you're probably just well off staying in that lot. They also have a nice visitor center. They've got a little orientation movie. And then they do a tour. Make sure you get signed up for a tour when you uh, get there because they're guided tours and uh, they only leave at certain times. You can come back to the visitor center afterwards. Again, there's the movie. There's this uh the sort of um, bird's eye view of Springfield and you can, it will show you different paths Lincoln took like uh, the one or one was just going from his house to his law office. One of them was uh, they followed, they figured out where he went the night where he was listening to hear if he was elected or not. And that's my favorite one to see go. They also have a little station in there because you aren't allowed to touch pretty much anything in the Lincoln House. Uh, but they do have a station there in the visitor center where you can touch a horse hide uh, furniture. Um, I think there was uh, some um, handles, uh, various things. It was the horse hide that really got my attention. But uh, there's that there. They also have a very extensive um, book selection within their gift shop. 
So if you're looking for books, that is where to go. And actually, this last time, it was kind of cool because there was a guy who was working in the visitor center there recognized me, which I thought was really weird. <laughs> he said he'd seen me speak over at Hoover and that I was doing the cooking uh, program, which was when I was doing it with um, 1930s Laura, so I had gray hair and everything, and he'd recognized me without. So you don't care about that, but I thought it was funny. Anyway, so uh, you can then go down uh, the street you there, uh, which has been restored to the Lincoln House. Some things to especially look for, they've got places uh, marked so you can line up your picture with famous pictures of the Lincoln House. They have a log cabin on wheels. That's a reproduction of what one they used in campaign rallies when Lincoln was awesome. So be sure to walk over and see that. I think it's so cool they rebuilt it. Uh, down the street the other way, the very last uh, house on the restored area, it's the White House. And if you are standing in the middle of the street with your uh, with the Lincoln House to your right-hand side, it will also be in the right-hand side at the end of the restored street. And that's the one house that they have rebuilt that wasn't uh, originally to the area. Most of them that weren't there when Lincoln was were just knocked down. For instance, one of the lots had been a Piggly Wiggly store when the National Park Service came in to buy out the, the block. But anyway, this one, the house hadn't been there in the right time period, so it had gotten knocked down. But they rebuilt a replica of Mary's sister's house where Mary was living in Springfield before uh, she married Lincoln. And they used that building for sort of behind the scenes stuff. That's where when they do their uh, costume interpretation, where they change and that kind of thing, which I think was really cool. If you are aware of the Lincoln uh, house, you should also know that they have been able to have two pictures that were in Harper's uh, at the time, Harper's Magazine, that were uh, line drawings of the two rooms that make up the parlor. They were a room that could be divided or undivided. And there was a drawing of each one that was one of these candidates, meet the candidate kind of thing. So they have those images to base the reconstruction in. So those rooms are very accurate. Uh, they have some family pieces that had been sold out of the house, like there's a, a hall tree that they were able to get back that they know was original to the house. Uh, and you can, when you walk upstairs, uh, you, you, of course, have to use the handrail, which is the original one the family used. So you're touching something that the Lincolns did, which is all kinds of awesome. Uh, the kitchen, I like to have people point out too, very nice selection of fake food, very well done uh, for a non-active kitchen. And then they send you outside to the outhouse and um, the outhouse is odd. I honestly do not know that that was what the outhouse looked like. And again, Unfortunately, even at the National Park Service, it isn't the staff that, for the most part, was giving the tours. It was a volunteer, and a volunteer who, judging by some of the things he said, had not been 
trained as much as he should. So this problem with inadequately trained guides, sadly, is one across the country. And I think maybe part of why uh, attendance is down at museums. But anyway, that is something to be aware of. You might get somebody who knows everything right, but just be aware of that. Uh, besides the Lincoln House and the law office, the other big thing is the Presidential Library. Now, the National Park Service and the Presidential Library are two different organizations from two different branches of government. The Lincoln Home has been there for, you know, it's probably pushing a century now even though it wasn't Park Service the whole time. The Presidential Library was built, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, 1520, something like that, uh, and is very, it has two very effective multimedia programs. Uh, the one I thought was probably the best was Ghosts, um, uh, Ghosts in the Attic or something. I can't remember exactly the title, but that one was really well done. I'm still not exactly sure how they did it. I'd like to go back and sit there, just see it again. Though we had an argument about when the main guy was uh, a um, actor or a uh, film that they had just projected weird. And I said it was a guy. My mom said it was uh, a projector. I'm pretty sure it was a guy because it was a different guy when we went back the second time. But it was very well done. Just to sit back and admire how they did it is well worth the admission price. There are two uh, paths that you could follow. One takes you into the log cabin and takes you through the early part of his life. That spits you out again. And then you go in by the White House and follow uh, the path around there. There's also a room that is just one room with about six cases that are things that the Lincoln family actually owned that change on a periodic rotating basis in terms of my administrative assistant tells me the presidential library was presidential library and museum, which is a good catch because the library archive building is separate from the museum building and you can't go there uh, the museum was dedicated in, in 2005. So it's been just over 10 years. So I was a little long before. But anyway, so it is well worth a visit. The gift shop there is extremely overpriced. The gift shop, although it is a very extensive collection of Lincoln books, and if you really want a Lincoln book, that is a great place to, to both get them and to see what's available at the National Park Service gift shop. They are also expensive, not as expensive as the Presidential Library, which is like boing, but pretty pricey. So where I recommend going for the gift shops, if you are at the Lincoln Home and you go out, uh, it's sort of catty-cornered across from the parking lot is an old-fashioned-looking white house with a sign there saying there's a gift shop. Now, this shop has been there since uh, at least, I think it was the 60s, the guy said. And it's, so it's, it's on its second generation of people who owned it. It has uh, got all sorts of little Chotsky-ish things, uh, shot glasses and postcards, especially postcards, because we're always looking for reasonably priced postcards. 
but just about anything you can think of that would be Lincoln or Route 66 or Springfield in general or any of that, that is where you want to go. There's a second similar gift shop, not affiliated, but a different, but a similar thing by the cemetery. So look for that one. That one's a kind of a wood cabiny looking kind of, of thing. And it's from about the same time. Uh, the other things to look for uh, are the Lincoln Depot, which is now a law office. It was the depot where President Lincoln gave his speech saying goodbye to Springfield, that he was leaving to go to Washington, D.C. He didn't know, he hoped he'd be back, but he didn't know if he would. That has been restored by a lawyer with a very keen sense of history. If you go in the back door, there's nobody there, but uh, there is a little exhibit. It looks like it, what did when it was a train station, and there's a place where you can stamp your ticket uh, that you went on that tra same train that Lincoln did, which is an awfully cool thing to do, and I highly recommend that, particularly if you've got a train person in your family. There is a glass door that bars you from the law office part don't go there you're just going to be bothering them this the replacement for that depot uh, is downtown right across from, or right across from that, the presidential library and that one is full of props from the lincoln movie that was a few years ago that was very you know it was everywhere and the props from that are there and you can tour that as well and also, don't forget the cemetery, uh, because uh, in the cemetery, you can go out, rub Lincoln's nose on the statue, and also uh, look, uh, go through the uh, actual tomb itself and uh, look at all of the statues. The, um, again, I've listened to two guides now just give terrible information out there. I do not know if they were volunteers or employed, but just pretty much ignore most of what tomb tell you safely because I was going, I, I just, I lost count of how many wrong things the guide said the last time. And then another woman coming up behind as I was telling the kids, now that isn't right. Who shushed me, which also irritated me, but I don't think she was anything to do with the, the site. Um, and so anyway, go through the tomb. At, if you go leave the tomb parking lot, and there is a bathroom there, by the way. That's kind of an important thing to know. When you go out from the tomb parking lot, if you turn right instead of left, which left will take you out of the cemetery, right will take you around the hill and continue turning right when you have a choice. And at the bottom of the hill there is the temporary tomb uh, where Lincoln was laid while they built the big one. And uh, there's actually a fascinating story of that tomb and the fact that people kept opening up the box again. There's a whole documentary on that, which is a little cheesy, but just fascinating. Uh, so that's something to, or those are all Lincoln things to look for. The uh, um, government things, there is a current state capitol, which is very impressive if you're one of those people who tour the state capitol buildings, don't miss Illinois. It's just gorgeous. There is also an old capitol. The old capitol is where Lincoln gave his house divided uh, speech. It is a lovely place. Well worth a visit there, too. Uh, and then I want to make sure I have enough time here, so I'm going to move on to Route 66. 
Now, Route 66 was a major highway that went from Chicago, Illinois, and then took a dive south. So it goes uh, through Illinois, crosses at St. Louis, the river, continues then to go kind of southwest. So it's going through Oklahoma, uh, the Arizona, New Mexico, that kind of thing, and eventually through to California. It's the the road that is called the Mother Road. It's called America's uh, Main Street. It is um, the road that the movie Cars was based on. It has its own theme song, Get Your Kicks on Route 66, written by Bobby Troop, who was also Dr. Joe Early on Emergency which is another thing I find particularly cool that you may not. Uh, If you're wondering about the Cars connection, I highly recommend the documentary that is on the DVD with the Cars movie, which explains the things from Route 66 and how they built that into the movie and sort of the philosophy behind it, which I think is great. Now, it was used for years because of the way it was built uh, it wasn't something that you could necessarily go all that fast on. So there were a lot of things along the, the way that people were expected to stop at. And it was things like, and I'm just totally making this up, the world's uh, largest ball of twine, um, car henge, that one I'm not making up, where they made Stonehenge out of cars. Uh, there were the teepee uh, motels that are what the, cozy cone in cars is based on that were giant cement Indian teepees you could stay in for a hotel room there's still two of those motels actually still in operation and they were they also had interesting food because of the way people ate they did a lot of drive through or drive in and you'd get the stuff and leave and go again Uh, specifically I like to point out uh, the um, mellow uh, uh, donut that they have there. It's a store. It's still there. They did the donuts have been going um, for decades, and it's one of the main Route 66 stops in town. There's also the Cozy Dog, which is the inventor of the Corn Dog. The uh, Corn Dog is a total ripoff and does not have the same exact breading as the Cozy Dog, which was the first one, but stop at Cozy Dog and get your uh, a taste of the real corn dog. Uh, the, also, you should know that there is, uh, as Route 66 was a road for years, and as time went on, the location of the road shifted as they you know, went this way or that or expanded or retract or bypassed things. So if you're driving any Route 66 things, you will most likely see a map that says something to the side like um, Route 66, 1952 to 1958. I Again, I just made up those dates. But that show you that this route was in use then. Now, one of the cool things about... Springfield is that they have some uh, a small section of the road that is the original surface of Route 66 from the 20s. So that's a cool thing to look for. 
And uh, two other things quick that that made me think of, one of which is that the original route is close to the state fairgrounds. Uh, the state fair of Illinois is in Springfield. Even when it is not going with the fair, they use several government uh, departments have their regular offices on the ground. So you can drive through the grounds at any time. And it is uh, really worth looking it over. Also, the other food from Illinois or from uh, Springfield to look for is Mary Lincoln silver cake, which is a whole separate thing that I would be glad to tell you about, but I only have one more minute. So in the last minute, I'm going to tell you the other thing to stop at when you are in Springfield, Illinois, is the Frank Lloyd Wright House, which was uh, developed uh, from a house that was actually still there. The mother didn't want the daughter to get rid of her house, so they encased it with a Frank Lloyd Wright house. And apparently there were odd things going on with seances and Ouija boards uh, before those original tenants left. And uh, so it is an especially good place to stop at, uh, at Halloween. And speaking of Halloween, during the open season, I also recommend the Springfield Ghost Tours to get you started and give you a sense of orienting you to the town. It's a walking tour, but if you're up to the walking, I would take the tour. And I only have 10 seconds left, so I hope that you will enjoy a trip to Springfield, Illinois. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask me or reach out to the Springfield, Illinois Visitor Center. Let's try that again.